This is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Ward, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. All right, let's go. It's a Brock and Salk show, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com. And the Seattle Sports app, plus all those podcast platforms. I assumed every one of you, every single one of you, downloaded the podcast of yesterday's show. Look like you it. To record day. Little, oh, was it? Oh, yeah, record day. Record day. Yes, 111. Wow. Yes. That sounds really amazing. 111 people. <laughs> yes. Well, you're going to want to download yesterday here, Logan Gilbert. You're going to want to download today because we're going to have Mitch Hanniger later for you guys. We taped that interview yesterday. He was a lot of fun. A happy Mitch. Very clearly. Don't you get that sense from him? Yeah, I don't know if I would say happy as much as I would say at peace. Just totally at peace with where everything in his career has gone. And once you kind of hit your 30, Saul, can you remember those? Like a, a decade ago. Way, way you're, back. You're, back. <laughs> you remember those 30s? Way back. <laughs> you kind of get way back. Kind of get to a point where you're at a whole lot more peace no matter mm. the circumstances. That's what I felt. Because he's not like an overly, am I being too opinionated? Well, he's not effusive in his habit. No. He's not bubbly. No. I didn't mean to say he was bubbly. <laughs> yes. I just, he didn't stare holes through us <laughs> the way true. he did five years ago. Yes. I mean, like, he just seemed, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He seemed like he was in a very good place. So we'll yeah. play that for you guys at 830 this morning. And uh, Scott Service right after that dad? at 9 o'clock. Yeah, dad's coming out. Sheesh. Yeah, we're going to get a little dad time at 9 o'clock. We'll sit down with dad. It's always great. We don't really get dad here, though. He is uh, in coach mode. Dad was kind of mean to you last year do you remember you oh, were, yeah. you were like you were oh, sad yeah. by the end of the interview are you, are you prepared he came in and was talking trash <laughs> yeah yesterday yeah or last year yes, he yeah was. what was up with that yeah. was a little he yeah. was he was kind of like that all last year yeah, what do you got for me what do you got yeah he oh was, yeah he, he was, was he was he was kind of in my face last year yeah, i don't know who, what his deal is julio going to be good <laughs> is that what i asked him yeah or something along those lines <laughs> Some, yeah, I think he, he some, made fun of your question. Yeah, some sure. real hot take. All right, well, maybe I'll, make, maybe I'll make fun of his managing this year. Like, <laughs> hey, nice job last year. Your team fell short. <laughs> yeah, that will uh, go real well. Yeah, that will go, go a lot like uh-huh. a lead balloon. Yeah, so, all right. Terrific. Well, anyway, Scott's coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, so uh, we'll look forward to that as well. Why, you gotta, cool. why you got to just copy what Pete does? Why you got to have basketball hoop? Why can't you be an original? Oh, that's good. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Let's definitely. You know what? There we go. Thank you, Brock. You're welcome. I'll, do, I'll happily go there. You ever come up with your own stuff? Yeah. You always just steal other so what's, people's what's the deal? Stuff? You're just totally unoriginal? I mean, like, maybe we can find that line from Goodwill Hunting where he's like, but at least I won't be unoriginal. Like, yeah, because that's what you are. You just put a basketball hoop right behind us uh-huh. for a little three-point shooting. Yep. All right, uh, I did not mean to start this. I wanted to know if you were prepared. I don't want you to go I to, wasn't. I don't want you to go to war with Scott's service. I wasn't prepared. Now I am. Yes. So I appreciate that. Uh, good day yesterday. It was fun just being out here at the at the park, of course, or, or at the uh, facility, and uh, walked around. We got to watch some BP. We watched some bullpen sessions. I was saying to you, and I mentioned this to Wyman yesterday. I was jumped on with Wyman and Bob. Like, can you imagine in a football training camp situation, or a hockey training camp situation, mm-hmm. or even probably a basketball? Can you imagine twenty people sitting around watching one guy work? The only time I mean, that... sort of two. Yeah. Yesterday, I watched 20 people, Yes, literally 20 people that either play for or work for the team, 
watch Bryce Miller throw a bullpen. I was standing next to Justin telling him how <laughs> nervous that would make me. I was he's like, like yeah, yeah, but it's kind of the he's gig. He's used to throwing in front of 40,000 people right. very often. But, but these were, are analysts and scouts and former well, current players there were, coaches. That was the most interesting was how many current players were there. Yeah. Most of the rotation was there watching. Yes. So Bryce Miller was throwing. I don't know what catcher he was throwing to. There was somebody just kind of standing in the box, just, you know, not hitting, but just acting as a – a batter, just so that you had like the, the and that guy was wanting to see some pitches, right? He yeah, it might have been Luke Rayleigh. I'm He's not sure who to see it was. The filth. And then, um, let's see, Kirby was there watching, and Brian Wu was, was there watching. Yeah. Emerson Hancock. Emerson Hancock was there. There were a bunch of other relievers. Travis Kuhn was there. Kirby a came of out guys. of the end. Oh, that was his name, Travis yeah. Kuhn. Okay. Yeah, K U H N, like gotcha. like Bowie. Yeah, and then um, yeah, a couple, and then bunch of coaches and analysts and he's looking at the at the board and seeing his rotation and this and that it's pretty cool yeah i really just sort of enjoyed watching those guys watch him two things uh popped into my mind and they all talk too they all talk to each oh, other oh, throughout yeah. it it's kind of feel how i feel playing big buck hunter so i'm pretty used to it bryce and i <laughs> along well <laughs> they all come around yeah, everybody's like well i gotta go watch this guy <laughs> gotta watch this living boy <laughs> Two things, two things came to my mind. Bumped out kids on fire. So, and they have all the technology, right? So they've got the whole pitch track, and they've got the big board. So the minute he throws, he's looking at it. All of them are looking at it. And I asked, um, I think I asked Travis or one of the pitching guys. I said, "How accurate do you think you would be, or Bryce would be?" With, hey, man, after I throw that, kind of like when you hit your wedge this afternoon, mm-hmm. right? And you know, like, oh, geez. Second you know, I hit it. Yeah. yeah. I hit that 95. I had a little left to right. right. Or, you know, what, whatever it's going to be. I wonder how, and actually when the pitching guy said, you know what? Your eyes fool you a lot. Yeah, I would say they're not as good as I am at the, I mean, you'll hear it. The moment I hit a bad shot, you'll hear me curse. Sure. sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. No God, God, God. <laughs> like, you'll hear that just literally at yeah. contact. Oh, Mike, what are you doing? <laughs> So you'll know right away. I don't think yes. they, they feel that. No, no. no. And their eyes are, are deceived a little bit. But but you hear this initial like, oh, if you throw something filthy. And then they look at the big board and they're like, whoa. Right? right. I mean, you get kind of a double whammy. The only time in my life I saw something like that was we did a combine, rookie year. So I had the rookie combine. And about two months later, when I got drafted to the Seahawks, Mike Holmgren wanted to have a combine for all the current players. Mm. And all the old men were like, I ain't running no this 40. This one you took off your shirt. You're crazy. This one took off my shirt like yeah. an idiot and got fined, rightfully so. But when Joey Galloway run, and when he got up to the 40, mm. everybody stopped. That's fair. Every yeah. player, like, lined the 40 yards and every coach, and it was crazy. And, you know, I don't think his feet were on the ground. And we had dudes running like James McKnight could run. He was high 4-4s, and Joey handheld was 4-2s. And it was still, to this day, like seeing a feet in person, like, whoa. You know, and the same kind of ooh rolling and everybody pretty excited. But, yeah, Tex- Bryce was throwing some gas yesterday, no yeah. question. Yeah, you look pretty good. Texter here says, sounds like a city worker. 20 people watching, <laughs> one guy doing his work. <laughs> yeah, all right. You know what? Yeah. That is the only other job in which you sometimes see one guy working hard and everybody else kind of slacking off. So. Yep. Uh, so it was cool. It was a cool day around here. Um, and then you guys went out to Goodyear. We actually never made it to. You know, you went out to Goodyear. Yeah, we never quite We wanted to. <laughs> oh, it, it was because we, we ins- had to do that interview with Mitch, or we would have left right. earlier. True, yeah. Yeah. true, true. And the we, unstoppable we, we had to go to Culver's. Culver's. Yeah. Stop Culver's. And then we realized we were going to miss Luis Castillo. I stopped at Culver's. What'd you get? Did you get a walleye? I had no plan on stopping Wait, at Culver's. Shannon said she went yesterday, too. We all individually <laughs> nice. went to Culver's. Yeah, that walleye was so good. So I think good. it's better this year than ever before. Oh. 
I know, honestly. <laughs> so now good. I regret not getting it. Oh, honestly, I've had it twice since I've been down here. I didn't know Brock I, ate fast food. Not oh, yeah, very often. He, when he's here. Not very often. He, he'll, definitely, he'll definitely go to In-N-Out. But, he goes to Chick-fil-A all the time. <laughs> Don't even let Brock fool you with that. He's a Chick-fil-A guy. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast guy. West Chick-fil-A Coast, guy. Yeah. Uh, and that he definitely Culver's loves in just dr- like a magnet. Like I wasn't just yeah. driving. I think I even did a U-turn. Oh, like, man. Oh, gosh. Okay, let me go in here. Let me see what this is all about. And it is phenomenal. The walleye. The walleye. Honestly, it's better this year than I've ever had it before. I don't know if they got a good year for fish. New distributor. I don't know what's going on there, but their walleye is out of control. And then when you're in there, I was saying I've never been in a fast food restaurant where they come and check on oh, you yeah. multiple times while you're eating. Uh, hey, Usually you get your food and Midwest it's like, nice. see you later. Yeah. Midwest nice. A plus. Uh-huh. Plus, Justin and I didn't see anybody with a gun in there this time like we did a couple oh, years right. ago. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So you just, you know, again, you never know what you're going to find <laughs> yeah. while you're down Part of the here. Sun City Policy. All right. We'll come right back. We'll give you guys everything you need to know. It's Brock and Salk. Sales Sports on the 10th. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Uh, so good to see La Piedra on the mound yesterday. Luis Castillo doing his thing. He was sharp right from the jump. Two shutout innings for the assumed opening day starter. Gave up just one walk in that time. But even better, he was sitting at 96. A big jump from where he started last season. Remember his first start? Throwing 89, maybe 90 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, we're here watching it. Yeah, we're like, uh, what's going on with Luis? Uh, no, not this time. He looked pretty tremendous right away. And uh, actually, they got their first win, Scott Service, on what he saw. Uh, no, really good pitching today. Obviously, uh, a whole lot of hitting going on, but we got a big hit at the right time by a young player that looked very good in camp. So, really liked, uh, obviously, the Rock was solid. Um, coming out of his hand really well, you know, up to 95 today, which is great. It's usually a little bit less than that um, early in the spring. But uh, after that, then you know some guys that are very interesting bullpen options for it. Do the ball really well also. So uh, good day. Like I said, not a lot of offense, but really good pitching. Yeah, it's nice. That's Scott Service in the wind tunnel <laughs> yeah. uh, there mm-hmm. in Goodyear. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, I don't know if you knew this, Goodyear's near the moon. He was actually yeah. in a hot air balloon. That's nice. <laughs> yes. That's nice the way they did that. You didn't see that? He managed yeah. the game from the hot no, air that's balloon. pretty cool the way they yeah. did it. Uh, he mentioned a hit from a young hitter, and uh, that hitter was Cole Young. This is what he yes. did yesterday. It's 0-0 tie. The pitch of the way. Swinging a fly ball deep into center field. O'Donnell going back to the one track. This one is off the base of the fence. Tucker running third. He'll score. Running third, heading home is Solak. The throw in is cut off. No relay home. Solak will score. Cole Young, the kid, with a double to straightaway center field. Off the base of the wall. Drives in two with two outs. And it's now the Mariners two. And the Reds nothing here in the top of the eighth inning. And what an afternoon for that kid, Cole Young. Yeah, he made a real nice play defensively as well. So he's shown something here in his first big league camp. Yeah, I think we'll have to ask the old skip about him. What he showed me there is that was left on left crying. Mm -hmm. And that ball, he drove 400 feet. And I know the air's a little thinner and it carries and it's nice. But no one else was hitting. And heck, I don't even know why the Mariners got to do rest spring, spring training. They almost no hit them yesterday. <laughs> Just one hit allowed over nine innings. How many times Amazing. do you see that in the spring training games? Speaks, I think, to some of the strength of a bunch of pitchers. I didn't even know their names. Uh, but they went out and got it done. The biggest key, as you said, is Luis looked awesome. Yeah. Awesome right out the gate. Lua, no Julio in the lineup again yesterday. Scott Service confirming dealing with a sore left hand. Now, that's obviously not great news, but he was playing catch yesterday. We watched him and Ichiro just playing catch out here for 
I don't know, 10-15 minutes. Know that he hit in the cage mm-hmm. yesterday as well. So I don't think he's too dinged up, but at least something to to kind of worry about here or monitor. Let's say that. Did you just fist pound him when you saw him? Was it a bro hug? What was it? I went right hand. <laughs> Julio, Julio, and I, yes. Julio and I said hi, okay. and I made sure to only. I thought about it when I went over there. I was like, wait, which? Oh, it's sore left hand. Yeah, we'll just do a normal handshake. Nice. Uh, George Kirby today. Logan Gilbert. Logan, I can't uh-huh. speak. Logan Gilbert tomorrow. So you will see this rotation starting to play out here this week. Here's the second thing you need to know. All right, Combine underway now, Brock. Yep. John Schneider set to meet with the media later this morning there. He's in uh, decision-making mode. Got a lot to make before the draft. Maybe the biggest will involve the quarterback position. And while Geno Smith does appear likely to return for the season, you can't help but notice that the new coach, Mike McDonald, keeps mentioning Drew Locke's name without being prompted to do so. That said, he was asked yesterday on Q13 whether both players would likely be here this season. He didn't exactly give a straight answer. Yeah, that's a tough question. And it's one that I probably can't answer right now. But, um, you know, we're doing a lot of work on those guys. And I've had conversations just to get to know them and just to understand who they are as people and their background and, you know, you know, goals and what their family's like and where they're from. You know, I didn't know anything about them, you know, coming into this whole thing. So right now we're in the phase of figuring out who they are. And obviously, you know, one or two or both, you know, would fit into our plans moving forward. But, um, you know, right now we probably don't have that answer for you. Yeah, they got people kind of scratching their head out there. A lot of old Seahawks Twitter trying to, hold on a second, you just guaranteed us 12. You converted his 9 into a signing bonus, so he's going to have 20-some million bucks. Gino's going to be here. You don't do yeah, that. I didn't take that to be about Gino at all. The question was, are both of them going to be here? Yes. I assumed it was a Drew Locke question. I did. That's not kind of what Seahawks Twitter started to assume, and mm. it started to run in a bunch of different directions. I think, yeah, I think Drew's going to have a heck of a market. I think there's going to be a lot of people that look at kind of the QB rehab he's had the last couple years, even the way that he played in some of those moments. And if you were to draft one of these five or six guys, I could see Drew, whether that's the Raiders or some of the others. So and, you know, are one or both of them going to be here next year? I can't answer that right, right now. I don't know what's going to happen with Drew Locke, who is a – unrestricted free agent right now yeah yeah i heard some i think you know i saw pro football talk writing about say it's an awkwardly worded question and so it it sort of gives him an opportunity to go in some different directions yeah john schneider going to be speaking this morning right near the end of our show right about 9 45 scheduled there on the podium in indianapolis so once again everybody that follows us has breaking news (laughs) lots down to react to i'll do that next Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, Moore and I stayed up late last night to watch the Bruins and the Kraken. I won't tell you who Moore was rooting for because I don't want to betray her confidence. But the Kraken end up coming back uh, from being down early. They got ahead late. They gave that back and went to overtime. Up and down action in OT. Went to the shootout. Neither team is very good at it. But uh, they got the one goal they needed from an unlikely source. Shooter number one. He will swoop in on Linus Allmark. Delay a bit and score! Kyler Yamamoto makes it look easy. Yeah, he did make it. I wouldn't say look easy, but he did put the puck in the net. That was the only goal in the shootout, and uh, the Kraken get the two points they needed. So, again, you start looking at this team, and some days you're like, God, they just don't look good at all. And then you realize, hold on, their last four games, they laid one egg against Minnesota, but they also picked up six points against Mm -hmm. two games with Boston, one with Vancouver. Those are two of the best teams in the league. Yep. And the trade deadline's what, another two months away? 
When is the NHL trade Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the trade. It's going to be after 60 games. It'll happen. 20 to go. Three quarters of the way through. It'll happen. Don't don't worry your pretty little head about the trade deadline. Uh, that's everything you need to know. Uh, quarter okay. past every hour here on the Brock and Salt right, Show. So we're it's have, March eighth, Brock. It's yeah. March eighth. What? It's March eighth. Yeah. It's another week plus. Yeah. Why Jeez. are you so worried about that? I don't know. I'd like to see them. I, I think it's kind of a, a decision making time. Of what are you? What are you going to do? Are you going to just sit? Are you going to add? You know. You want it to be as late as possible. Give them as I much time guess. as they as they Jeez. can to figure out what the heck they want to do. This Colt Young guy is kind of making a little name, huh? Cole Young was shooting some threes. I was trying to figure out who in the heck this little guy he's was. He's a little guy. He's not, yeah, yeah, he's littler, uh, but he's got a, he had a, a nice little shot going yesterday, and then it just seems like at every turn, every turn, his name gets mentioned. Every turn in the offseason, his name gets mentioned. At every turn, last year through the minors, and as he's ascending through the minors, we've, we've kind of seen this script with the, the Julios and some of these pitchers that, hey, man, it, like every turn, these guys are doing it. Now, he was a high school kid, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's still, you know, for those that are wondering, like, can he find his way up here? Is he going to be start the, the, year? the third baseman no. of, the, of the future? Can he move things around eventually? Right, so, so a couple of things uh, on Cole Young. First of all, he's not a third baseman. I mean, he, he is a middle infielder and will play in the middle infield. Secondly, he's not going to break camp with this team. No. That is not an option. No chance. It's not no matter what There's he does. nothing he can do. He could hit 888. Right. With eight bombs. That's a lot of eights. And he's not going to make the team. But he could be up there this year. I think there's a very real possibility after the All-Star break that you could see Cole Young, and mm. I know that people in the organization are kind of preparing for that possibility, not eventuality, but possibility. And, yeah, late July, August, maybe September, he could be somebody that comes up and gives them a lift. That said, if what you need is third base help yeah. and you think that Cole Young is going to be the way to get it, you, what you would get is Cole Young at second and Paul, and uh, and Jorge Polanco moving to third. Oh, there you go. Right. Okay. So remember, they do have that possibility. So as we sit here and talk, and you know, Rojas is here and yep. has been okay, and Urias has Dude, not been healthy. Urias is small. Oh, I, I know guy. I'm a judgment body guy, but he's, he's a small guy. He's a small guy. You know the average size? I was looking this up yesterday. The average size, the MLB third baseman last year, probably a lot bigger than him. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was almost six one yeah. and two hundred pounds. Yeah. But he does have a Frenchie tattoo, which is nice, right on his leg. And you know I'm not over. a big tattoo yeah. guy, but if you're yeah. going to have a you're tattoo, gonna do it right. might as well go I Frenchie. I just looked it up, and him and Cole Young are pretty similar. He's yeah. 5'10", 175, and Cole Young's 6 feet, 180. Excuse me? Excuse me, what did you say? Louis, what, what did you say? 5'10", 175? There's no chance in the world that guy's 5'10". Well, I didn't think Cole Young was 6 feet either. That's yeah, what this he's says. he's closer to 6. There is no chance. <laughs> And I will go to the Piala Fairgrounds, and I will put him so on the stick. what you're saying is that <laughs> yes. me, him, and Moore are all the same size. I'm saying you towered over him yesterday. I did? Yes. No, that's a great sign. Yes. Good are for, you it's sure, a great sign for me, anyway. Are you sure it was the right person, bro? Uh, I'm positive. I yeah. checked twice. No, he's, he showed me his Frenchie tattoo. Yes. It was fine. Anyway, uh, remember, you can always, uh, you know, if you want to, Polanco can go yeah. to third base. So that's just another thing they're capable of doing to kind of move things around. All right. Um, I honestly don't know what we're going to do next. We might have I a do. guest. We might talk some no, Russell I, Wilson. Yeah. I gotta ask you a question that right. I was asked by my father-in-law with a really good dinner last night. Really, pistachio crusted grouper. Yes, some restaurant they took. Oh, it was really re- yes, really yes. What restaurant? Well, you know what? Hold on, we're gonna take a break. I'm gonna hear some of this off big the air. Fish day for yeah. Rob. It sure was. All of us. We went off for sushi last night. Oh, and the walleye Swimming. and then the grouper. Good yeah. for you. All right, we'll come right back. Brock and Salk Sales Sports on Seven Ten. 
This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Well, you know what that music means, Brock. It means Rick Riz is here to oh, come yes. hang out with us for a few minutes. That's his <laughs> special entrance music. You're a big white zombie guy, right? Yeah, exactly. That's and what I've always told I've, people about you. I wanted you to play that some more, though, by Dean Martin. <laughs> well, yeah. we didn't get a chance for that. We, <laughs> like we, I do on G and Ursula's <laughs> show, you know, the party. Yes, we thought you wanted, uh, you know, a little uh, little white zombie this morning. Uh, Hi, Rick. Uh, it's nice to see you. Hey, Mikey, Brock, Maura, Justin. It's great to see everybody. Yeah, beautiful day out coming up, I think. You know, it's a little cloudy right now, but, uh, man, you got to love it down here. A couple opportunities, call a few ball games so far and just kind of be around the team. What do we think? I, I like the ball club from what I've seen so far. We almost had our first no-hitter in 40 years down here at spring training yesterday. Uh, Luis Castillo got on the mound for the first time uh, during the spring, followed by about five other guys. And yeah. uh, the last time that happened, they had a no-hitter for seven and two-thirds innings. Until there was a base hit, clean base hit in the left field. The last time that happened, Mark Langston started the game, March fifteenth, nineteen eighty-four. Dave Beard pitched in it. Bob Babcock. Wow. And uh, there was one other guy. Was a was a was a young Richard Riz up in the booth yes. in March of eighty-four? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Really? Forty years ago, unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And and that was the year that Langston made the ball club. And Hal Keller, the GM of the ball club, said he's not making the team. He's not making the team. He was at Double A Chattanooga the year before. He's going to go to Triple A. He's not going to make the team. Well, he made the ball club and turned out to be the American League Rookie Pitcher of the Year. Led the league in strikeouts. The other rookie in the National League led the league in strikeouts, Doc Gooden. And Alvin Davis was the American League Rookie of the Year in 1984. So it happened to be a good year. How good did Luis look yesterday? Was up. He was averaging 96 miles an hour with his fastball, and he said after the game uh, we had a chance to visit with him, and uh, he said he's healthy, so that's good. And uh, he's the leader of the best starting rotation, I think, in the American League. No uh, you have seen a lot of arms, Ricky, through a mm-hmm. lot of years, and I've watched all these guys. You talk about lengths. I remember being in my backyard when I was eight years old then, and doing his leg kick, and he was a lefty and yeah. all that fun stuff. Because Juan Marichal, he grew yeah. up in the Bay Area. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. He, uh, gosh, he was fun to watch. Luis's stuff, oh. just his pure Man. stuff. Yeah. There's big old Randy up there, and obviously he yeah. was different, and Felix was different, and Jimmy Moyer was different. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they all do it a little differently. <laughs> exactly. But just from a pure, like, that's what's, you know, first spring training start, and I'm throwing 96, and I'm just whippy and loose. And, you know, as Logan was talking to us yesterday and shared a great story about how much Luis just pours into him about feel and instinct and trust yeah. yourself. Yeah. Where is his pure stuff on Rick Riz's list of just the Mariners with the best stuff ever? Oh, it's it's way up there. Of course, uh, there's the big left-hander up there. Yep. Like you mentioned, Randy Johnson, that slider was unbelievable. I don't know how many times he threw that Mr. Nasty and to a right-handed hitter, and he'd swing and miss, and the pitch would hit him in his back foot. Yep. So that was one of the greatest pitches we've ever seen, Matt Brash's slider. But Luis Castillo's stuff is right up there with the best that we've ever seen. His fastball now is two-seamer and his changeup. He was basically fastball changeup. Then he's added the two-seamer to that. and uh, But what I like about him is his persona on the mound. He's got the, the braided hair, that shock of hair that comes out mm. from underneath that cap. 
He just wants to go out and beat you, be and careful, uh, for be years. Be yeah, he just walked behind you as you were talking. <laughs> just, well, he literally just walked right yeah, yeah. behind you. As you oh were no, talking. no, I'm not. Just I don't care about that. Oh, I care okay. about you. Why? Because oh, I love him. Yeah, I mean, Salk's just. I love this. I mean, well, I, he's my favorite. I really yeah. enjoy, and that's not a shot at any of the other pitchers. We play on this righteous team. brothers. We do all this I weird love, stuff. I love. I love. I love. Talking to Logan Gilbert, I think he's he's a blast to talk oh, with. Super and I and I could kid. I could go on and on about all five of these guys. Yeah, but Luis reminds me of my favorite pitcher. I mean, he reminds yeah. me of Pedro, and yeah. that's a that's as high a compliment as I could pay anybody. They're not built the same way, and he's maybe not quite as good as Pedro's. Maybe the best who ever lived. He's certainly on the list. Ninety nine, he had that on the uh, season. Pretty good, but yeah. the stuff and the pitch selection, the mix yeah. that he throws. There is a lot of Pedro to him. Well, you, exactly. And, and I love his attitude and his competitive mm-hmm. spirit, the way he goes about everything. You talk about the best staff in the American League. He's number one. Yeah. You know, and when you're number one in the best staff in the league, you're, you're one of the top five pitchers in the game of baseball. And the Mariners gave up a lot in that trade two years ago with the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Reds who we pitched against yesterday to get this guy. But that's that's the kind of guy you want to build your ball club around. you got to have pitching, and the Mariners have the best pitching. In the best league. staff in the history of the Mariners? Uh, my goodness, probably, probably, I mean, 2001, it was unbelievable, you know, going out winning 116 games that year, major league record, 2003, those five guys never missed a start, Mm. but I think with this club here and this starting staff, they're not only talented, but they're young. So, I mean, there's still a higher ceiling for Logan Gilbert. There's still a much higher ceiling, I think, for George Kirby and a much higher ceiling for Bryce Miller and also Brian Wu. Then you have Emerson Hancock coming down the pipeline as well, so you got some depth there. This kid is going to be something Remind special. Remind me too. of the one rotation. Who do we have in there? Seeley was in there, right? Seeley and Freddie Garcia and yeah. Jamie Moyer, uh, Joel oh. Pinot, Ryan Franklin. Okay. Uh, was Gil Mesh in there? But these guys never, never missed a yeah. start. And, oh, and 01. Oh, I, I thought I was doing yeah, yeah. 03. That was 03. I'm doing 03. 01. Paul, wasn't there a Paul? Uh, the writing? Aaron Seeley. Paul Abbott. Paul Abbott, yeah, won 17 yes, games. John Halama, yes. the old one team. Little John Halama was the fifth guy. I was, I was a Halama guy. The funniest yeah. thing about that, games. that that rotation on paper is not very good. Yeah. It had a great year, Paul obviously. Abbott. Yes. But on, on, year. on paper, yes. going into that year, John I don't think anybody was looking at that team going, yeah. oh, this is going to be a dominant yeah. rotation. Yeah. Well, you got to like Freddie Garcia. I mean, Freddie was Aaron Seeley, too. Aaron Seeley. I watched Aaron Seeley before. I was not thinking Aaron Seeley was going to do that. Yeah. It kind of busted out of Boston. But and, Freddie, you yeah. knew, was going to have a good year. Yes. Yeah. Pinheiro could pitch. I liked uh, But one through like, five, pure talent, pure stuff, pure this, this, everything on paper. There's never been something like that. The staff is yeah. really, really special, yeah. Yep. Well, Rick, it's good to see you. We just wanted to, we wanted to catch up you with too. you. and just, You got to uh, go get your steps in. I got to get my yeah. walk in and yeah. walk for about a half hour. Yeah, what do morning. you listen to when you go on your walk here? I got a little Rock Jody Messina. Heads, Carolina, Jody Yes! Yes! I knew Rick would be my guy. was Jody Messina. Jody Messina. Let's go. What else is on the playlist? Rick, how do you feel about Amy Grant? I got Lone Star. You know? I'm from the South. I'm from the South. Yes. The South Side of Chicago. You know? Lone Star. Love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at the mix here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Heads, Carolina tails. Yeah, I, I like it. He has that. Yeah. Good. Well, go get your steps. All right, go get your steps. You know, you hey, can, great to see you. You know, there's Thank a sales sports app. You can just listen to the Brock and Salt show. Every morning. I'm I sure you do. Right there. Just I don't. I tape it. I, I listen to it over and over there and over again. Yes. And you can listen on loop. Yeah. Uh, if, if the mood strikes you. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's Love the laugh. There's Rick.
Ramirez, the voice of the Mariners and uh, the voice of summer as well, the great Rick Riz. That is pretty amazing when he's running through those rotations back in the day. Yeah. I mean, they were winners, and they came together, and 01 was unbelievably <laughs> one special. Team is the craziest it is. in the world. Because on paper, that rotation is not very good. Well, like, and then they all came together. It all clicked. Yep. It all worked out perfectly. <laughs> and and you end up with this team that wins more games than any other team in history. <laughs> Rick is yes. dear Lord. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How has that song showed up so much on this show? Uh, I've literally awesome. never heard that song. Oh, my God. It's a great song. <laughs> yes. I've never heard that song. Still high-stepping so away. Uh, yeah. Wow. How about that? Oh. Quite a morning. Quite a morning. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Can I ask you the question? Yeah, please do. Can I ask you the question? Yeah, and then I want some of your observations from yesterday oh, as well. Oh, gosh. I got lots of those, too. Yeah. So I'm at dinner last night. Really good. I, I think the best place Gigi and Papa have ever taken me to here, just like meals-wise. I'm, I'm forgetting the name of it. I'll figure it out. But, yes, uh, unbelievable. Pistachio Crested Grouper last night. And, you know, we're just sitting there talking and a fair amount of baseball. And then, you know, the news kind of came out uh, about Russell and that podcast and all that stuff. And, and Larry must have seen it somewhere. And he said, what happened to Russell? Kind of as only a only a grandpa can can ask you in such a simple way. Mm. What happened with Russell Wilson? And then it led to like a I don't know probably a thirty minute conversation. If your father asked you that, if your dad asked you that, if your dad asked you that, what happened to Russell Wilson? How do you answer it? <laughs> I mean ego. Is that the first thing you go to? That's where my brain goes. Right to ego. Uh, yeah, I just go to control, which I guess is rooted in ego, right? So I would, I think more it's dead on. I, I would say a combination of ego and age. Like, mm. he, he had an ego. He wanted to go do something that he, he wasn't really good at. And as he got older, he wasn't able to even do the things that had made him good to begin with. So I think all of those things kind of came together, and you ended up with a just sort of a tragic situation of somebody who couldn't understand who they were. Yeah. You think he puts it back together here? No. You think he goes somewhere to the for the league minimum, which no. is what's going to happen. Uh, Sean Payton, George Payton, the combine, all that stuff's going to be asked. Uh, some of the groundwork's going to be done. They, they're putting out some ridiculous idea that he could still be traded or he could be there or he could take a little less, yada, no. yada, yada. He's going to get cut, and he's going to ultimately sign a minimum deal. Do you think he can resurrect – his career, and get to, and like, as he told his buddy, he wants two more Super Bowls. Got to get two more. No. Do you think there's any world? I think he could have some level of success, but not that level of success. No. I think that's that's delusional. The physical skill set's done. Well, I just, first of all, it's really hard to get to the Super Bowl. And while he, not that he's done, I don't think he's done. I think he could go out and have a, good, a decent year or two. But for, the odds are against anybody getting to the Super Bowl. And he's not in the in the same league as the five or six best quarterbacks in the game. He's probably somewhere in that middle range, mm -hmm. right? He's somewhere in the 14 to 18 range. And unless there's a team that has dominant line play and dominant running and unbelievable defense that is just out there looking for a quarterback, and that's the only piece they're missing, I, and I don't know who that would be. Pittsburgh Steelers? I don't think Pittsburgh is that team. They've got some of that. Well, how short is his leash going to be wherever he goes? He has to play out of his mind from the start and not hit a lull, right? Because he's going to be on a, a minimum deal. He's not going to mean anything. I, could, I don't know why, man, but I could so clearly see him go to – maybe it's because I watched Mason Rudolph just hammer the Seahawks. Maybe I'm totally biased because in week 16, and I'm sitting there in the stands with 
Titus and Steve and Gabe and watching that game and so excited and everything is in the Seahawks' hands and total control of the playoffs and Pittsburgh just mashed them. I mean, ran it down their throat. Pittsburgh played great defense. Mason Rudolph threw a couple bombs and all of a sudden Pittsburgh comes into your building with Mason Rudolph and beats you and hammers you that way. So maybe I'm a little biased because of watching, you know, a, a QB like Mason just come in and be a pro that if Russell Wilson goes and plays for Mike Tomlin. Russell Wilson goes and plays in that organization. How well do you think With that's going Harris? You think Russell Wilson and Mike Tomlin are going to work together? I mean, at, well, some, at some point, Russell's ego and, and all of that has to just stop. You would what, think. What do you mean? Bro, I want to get to the Hall of Fame. Like, I want to resurrect my career. But also, like, uh, Mike Tomlin isn't. He survived, but he's not. He wasn't looked at the same way last Correct. year. He was having some of the same discipline issues that Pete Carroll was having. Where uh, Ryan Clark was like, "This is not the Steelers' way." Some of these True. receivers are having diva fits and giving up in games. So I don't know if that's the greatest situation to watch. Salt right. That point. ego toothpaste is not going back in the tube. What, like, you, <laughs> you think his ego's going to go away? What, I, what I makes think, you think that? I think. What you, evidence is there that anything like that would happen? I think you can get so humbled. Brock, he said yesterday that he's going to win two more Super Bowls in the next five years. What are you smoking? He's there's no there's then, no <laughs> evidence at all. And then posted a video clip. Happened. And then posted a video clip from that show with the title "Winning is a Habit." What are you talking <laughs> about? You are as delusional as he is. It's Come okay on. if you want him to do this Come and you on, like Russ. him. Like him, it's okay. I'm, I'm flabbergasted right now. Who are you? <laughs> Come on. Are you not Russ. getting enough sleep down here? Or your in-laws driving you crazy? No. Like, what I is happening? Him. I love it's him. Mer- it's all the mercury in the fish he's been eating those last two <laughs> What days. has happened to you? Well, we have seen him be able to put that ego aside. We have seen him early in his career. We have seen him. We've seen him fake it. Yes. You've seen him fake it. Yeah. That's what you've seen. Yeah. You've seen him fake it. And for a long time, he faked it very well. And then he stopped faking it well. And I don't see how – no. Yeah. Just no. Yeah, I don't know if he Stop. faked it as much as he had a Pete Carroll and he had as much as he hated a Richard Sherman and those guys, like, hold him accountable. No, I don't know, it. man. I'm an expert on knowing when people are faking it. And I would tell you <laughs> that Russell oh, Wilson oh was faking it. I want, I want to reverse that. Uh, I don't want to hear that. That what was a Brock moment. Yeah, that was a Brock what moment. What, what do you mean? <laughs> Hey, what, Matt, can you what, dump that, Matt? What, are, that. what are you talking about? <laughs> with ego, you sickos. What is the matter with you guys? Sheesh. We're talking about ego. You guys are sure. yep. mind uh-huh. in the gutter down here in Arizona. Right. I can't All right. believe you. what we're talking about. All right. A um, couple of things kind of moving around today. Uh, so he, I think we're going to play Mitch Hanniger at 730. Okay. Okay. So I just I want to I want to set everything up. Okay. I think Mitch is going to be at 730. At 830, I think, Brock, I was able to work it out. To talk to Brant Brown, who oh. I know you're really excited oh. about meeting. So I yes. think that we're going to talk to Brant Brown at 830 and have an opportunity to hear. He's the new offensive coordinator, so you should feel very at home with him. I do. He's the offensive coordinator. Probably talk a lot about Russell's ego. You're probably going to want to talk I'm about faking Tom, it. Tom Moore Fake it till you and make some it. of the offensive coordinators that you yes. have. Yep. But yep. Uh, new bench coach okay. and offensive okay. coordinator, hitting guru, used to be with the Dodgers, Great. Marlins. He's going to join us at 830, Scott Service at 9 o'clock. Okay. So oh, that's kind of take some of the baseball stuff in and around there we got some football conversations to have we got the combine going on we got the quarterback debate here in seattle and also brock you had spent the day yesterday kind of wandering around what'd you see i did here Here, i'll give you a couple little mariners takeaways we mentioned the bryce miller that was probably the biggest thing that happened here because a lot of the boys obviously went up to goodyear and went out and played so show ends and 
and people are having their workouts. And you're absolutely right, man. When your peers come watch you work, you have something unique going on. And his stuff is just different. And those guys got to be around. I got to see it. I got to feel it. And it wasn't the fastball. As I told your friends that were out here from Seattle, I'm mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of people see fastballs. I mean, you hear it. It just pops. It explodes. It's 97 but it was his other stuff. Mm-hmm. It was moving that ball right and moving that ball left, and it was the amount of distance and movement it created. And so you you say that that all that that it's normal for everybody to kind of watch. It's not normal. It's normal here. No, I said the fastball. Like to hear. No, that. no, no. I mean to have that group around watching. Oh, that's and not normal. About it. That's not that normal. does not happen elsewhere. I, no. I've talked to a couple guys in this organization about that because it's normal here. They'll gather around for Bryce. They'll gather oh, around for you. Brian. Yeah. They'll gather around for Emerson. Yep. That is something that started in this town or in this organization hmm. a few years ago where they the pitching staff gets together to watch together yeah and that I is thought that was a tampa st louis thing well it, i'm not saying it doesn't happen anywhere else but it is not the norm gotcha is what i mean gotcha that is very much not the norm and it's a it's actually a really cool thing about this staff here yeah so did i hear you pulled a brock yesterday at some point me yeah well you, you just did 10 minutes ago something you said on the air but oh yeah i didn't mean to say that at all yeah but that you was st- totally <laughs> you said oh was that. it this morning uh, well, oh, was it this morning with Emerson? Yep. Oh, it was who, this morning. Oh, no, I thought it was Emerson. Well, you oh, told me it was. I did not tell you oh, it was. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you point your finger at him. I said, is that Emerson? I said, who is that? You said, I think it's Emerson Hancock. Because that's what I thought. And I said, Emerson. So I didn't say anything. So did I tell you that was Emerson Hancock? I say, I think that might be Emerson Whoa, 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 whoa. They weren't talking to me, but I yep. knew it wasn't Emerson Hancock. Yeah, but it was pretty innocent. The guy just didn't say anything. Sure. He moved on. Yeah. You said, I didn't like go you over yelled and Emerson, start and he just kept walking. Just run over and shake his hand and call him a different name. Like I didn't Brock do that. I just different. said, "Hey, Emerson," and I said it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I guess Brock had a full-on conversation with him about bear hunting. I, I was I was trying to do the <laughs> I was trying to do the thing that Kramer did on Seinfeld when he thinks he sees uh, Joe DiMaggio, and he's just going. <laughs> <laughs> He's just hitting the table. <laughs> Hoping Joe DiMaggio, who's dunking his donuts, will come over and see uh, him. So, yeah, no, I did not pull a year. No, Emerson is a big dude. Yeah. So we just kind of rattled through that staff with Ricky. And, you know, obvious the talent is just it oozes out of each of those guys' arms. But Emerson, from a presence standpoint, is a big. I mean, he is 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He carries himself like, Wow. Like, he, he was out there watching, along with Wu, yep. along, as you said, a bunch of the guys in the rotation. Um, kind of anxious. He's he's going to be, I think, a, a guy that's going to play a bigger role this year than maybe right now, we assume. I mean, he's is he your sixth starter right now? Probably not. He's not your sixth starter right now? My guess is Austin Voth is your sixth starter. Really? I don't know that. I mean, you can ask Scott. Oh, I will ask Scott. All right. You yeah. can ask Scott. I'm not going to stop you from asking Is that because Scott. of some of the injury history and still being a young guy and want to grow him I and think Voth, him? Voth is on the ro- he's on the he's on the staff. He's on the roster to start the season. Okay. So my, and look, you could be right. It, it could be Hancock. And, I, and my guess is if it's a spot start, mm-hmm. it's Voth. If it's a, hey, we're going to need somebody to come up and, you know, handle three, four, five weeks at a time, yep. at that point, yes, it's probably Hancock. So sixth starter, maybe you're right and I'm right, kind of okay. depending on how you look at it. But, yeah, I, I we're going to see him this year, yep. and I think he's actually a pretty crucial part of what uh, this yes. team is. Uh, Logan, uh, we, we talked about it a little bit. He is just, uh, he's kind of grown into being a man. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's funny when we see these guys, and in this organization, especially with their pitchers, like Brian Wu looks really smooth. Mm-hmm. Bryce, there's, you know, I can't, he looks like Alan Jackson. I'm sorry. Yesterday when I was watching him, oh, I'm like, that's the only thing I thought. I, I just couldn't even get it out of my head. We're all watching him pitch. Heads Carolina song? <laughs> uh, no. no. We're all Gosh, watching him pitch, it. and I'm singing Chattahoochee. That's what I'm doing in the back Thank of my you. head. Good. Way down yonder, like, this dude is Alan Jackson throwing 98 right now. <laughs> Uh, but we watch a lot of them, and I was just reminded, going back and listening to some of Logan last night as he sat here with us, he's just grown into his body. He is in tremendous shape as well. thought he was super fit. Uh, he's going to go today. Is it he's today? Logan, Kirby's, he's, Kirby's today. Logan's Kirby's today. And, and, okay. But uh, I, I don't know. I just I thought from every way, the way he sat with us, the way he carries himself, the yep. way he watches, the way he's put together. He's all grown he up. He was kind of gangly, right? When he came here, it was a little awkward. There's stuff that's just kind of – and now, man, he just uh, – he's, he's become a man, uh, a big-time big, big time dude. I think you're right. Uh, you mentioned Julio Nichiro, and all three of you were watching that, and I think uh, Justin was even taping some of that. And um, that that's, that is a – you, we talked Peyton yesterday, right, and Peyton's little circle and how hard it is to penetrate and, and get close to somebody of that just uh, level, of that level of fame. How advantageous for this organization to have Ichiro. <laughs> Seriously, to have for, for Julio in that level of stardom and go, I'm a big deal, but right now I know playing toss with a guy that's a lot bigger deal than me. You're so funny. That is a worldwide icon. Were you I, thinking the same thing? I had this exact conversation with Wyman and Bob yesterday. Did you really? Yeah, I literally, I said almost, I said the same thing. Were you a good words. guest? I give good guests. <laughs> what can I tell you? I mean, you can, I do give good guests. I don't know. I, I'm very, I'm a very good guest. Yeah, <laughs> good, very yeah, good. I give very You said the guests. same thing? I said, I mean, almost word for word. Yes. Like, hey, Julio last year had to sort of learn about, as yep. you said, kind of shrinking the circle yep. and the all-star and game the weight and everything else. stardom and all There's eyes on you all the time. And I, and I think he is going to start to keep people a little more of an arm's length. And you know that was going to happen. Yes. It had to happen. Yes. It was only because a matter of time. Other people will just keep taking it. Taking right. and taking and taking. So who's he out there with? Ichiro. Yes. The only person here who truly understands what that's like. Correct. Who truly knows. And I was asking Dave, like, just like I asked you yesterday about being around Peyton, I asked Dave about being around the boss Elway. Or, yeah. The yeah. Boss like, or Elway. Just yep. at some point, they've got to, like, yes. they can't be like everybody yes. else. Yeah, they were the only ones disappointed that the masks went away. Because Peyton loved wearing a mask and trying to hide. Seriously. <laughs> you, you know, know, you can still wear them. They're not illegal. Well, maybe in some places <laughs> they are. But they're not illegal. He yeah. can wear a mask if he wants. Yeah. Do you want to watch the video of them playing catch, though? It's on Seattle Sports There Instagram. are plenty of moms at various kids' schools that are still wearing masks <laughs> and drop off every day. Uh, last thing, uh, in last minute here. I enjoy, as always, my conversations with Perry Hill. Mm. And he is such a teacher. And I was just talking about the fundamentals. And, and in particular, how good. I, you know, I don't know if I can share all of this, so I don't want to speak out of turn, but just kind of talking about um, Gino last year and watching his growth. And when he came here, you know, what he had to work on and just his level of when you think of Gino Suarez, when I do, you know what I think of Salk? And it's the same thing when you watch these infielders now. It's this. It's this motion right there. I know that's not good radio, but it's you'll elbows see. Elbows out. Yes, it's elbows out, thumb down. And Gino, no matter what ball he fielded, he'd just immediately get to it. And it's a throwing thing. It's the same thing with a quarterback. And he was talking about a boxer. Well, look where a boxer starts his punch. And look at that. You know, the first movement is not from up here. It's not from down here. That first move, most powerful, just repeatable movement is right there. And watch these young infielders as I did yesterday. And when I thought about it, I'm like, man, you teach that so well. He's like, yeah. that's day one. That's day one. And then it's day 180. 
And, you know, just the work that he did with Gino, and obviously the work he's going to have to do with some young third basemen. But, man, did I enjoy that fun, fundamental conversation. Well, you mentioned that Logan Gilbert has now really turned into a man, and I know he usually comes in with his big bag of various uh, tricks to help him work out. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. If I'm not mistaken. Speaking of Alan Jackson. He is coming in with what? a big old guitar case. Acoustic guitar Slung case. over his shoulder. So Is he performing I don't, this year? I don't know whether Logan is performing. I don't know whether he's going to be part of that wow. uh, innings fest yeah. that's going on down here in Phoenix this weekend. <laughs> yes. But I can tell you that Logan Gilbert has arrived what with a big it? old guitar case strapped oh. to the back. Oh, you're just strumming? <laughs> <laughs> it's his tryout. It's his tryout. <laughs> yes. He wants to be in the band. So, uh-huh. I mean, he just obviously wants in. Wow. All right. The, uh, the team is assembling behind us for the big three-point competition. Yeah. That will be going on here in just a moment. We told you what we've got coming up with Mitch Hanniger and it sounds like Brant Brown and Scott Service and Oof. a big old day here from Peoria. you got to thank our friends at Alaska Airlines. They get us down here daily nonstops to both Phoenix and Tucson from Seattle. It's Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710.